Hey there, welcome to the God Class Podcast. We're happy to have you tuned in here and we believe that you will be blessed.
person that even sits in heaven laughs. One of the signs that the person you are dealing with is sitting in heaven is laughter. That you found with this. Satan. God punish you. Learn to laugh. Learn to enjoy yourself. Learn to have fun. Yes. Learn to have fun. Spirituality is not a and the only scripture they will always use is the violence take it by force. The violence take it by force. The violence take it by force. Hey. He gave a qualification for those who take it by force. He said the violence. He did not say that I suggest to everybody that they should take it by force. He said there is a particular group in this kingdom, they are violent. And those people, they take things by force. You think carefully. If you want to constantly be taking everything in your life by force. The Bible says, learn to labor into rest. He will shut the fall. Labor into rest. God, work day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. God, who needs no sleep or slumber? Rest on the seventh day. And we call it holy. The first six days of working, he did not call holy. The days of violence, he did not call holy. The day he slept, he rested, he called holy. You continue to fight. Prayer warrior. I'm waging war against the devil. I'm fighting the devil. And you are fighting the defeated foe because you don't know. Every all your energy is on them. I just finished 14 prayer hours of prayer. Really, what did you pray about? I was fighting the devil. Hey. I'm sure you were fighting, but I'm sure that guy after the second hour, you also went to the next 12 hours you were there and you were fighting the wind or something. We see these things on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and then they we think that's spirituality because eventually the mercy of God will allow the move of the spirit in their meeting. That will let you think is the validation from God. Do not forget or confuse his mercy with his validation. No. 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 What does your Bible say? That's what should be your young state. Not, I almost mentioned someone's name. Not these apostles and prophets. What does your Bible say? When you read your Bible, how did your Jesus walk on the earth? Do you know that anything that Jesus said and anybody else said differently, you have to ignore that, even if it is in the Bible. Did you know? The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that he is the express image of the invisible God. Let me show you something. The Bible says in Malachi that um, God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. You know that scripture, right? That one uses the word God because the revelation of the Christ has not come. When you check in the New Testament, it says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why is that change being done? Because when Jesus came, he came to correct the misunderstanding they had concerning God. He came that everything that Moses said, everything that Elijah said, Everything that Jacob said, that was not true about God. He can come and answer for himself. So he started with things like this. You have heard them say, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I told you, when someone slaps you on the left, give them the right. All of a sudden, there's a contradiction. But it's not a contradiction, it's a revelation. It's a truth being brought from a misunderstanding. It means that everything that we are supposed to understand about God must be centered on the gospel. 
It must be centered on the person of the Christ. The person of the Christ is God. The person of the Christ is God. The rest tried to explain him. They tried to manifest him. They could not. So he came himself to answer any question that anybody had. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing? Do you understand? The violence taken by force. That's what your Jesus said. That when they cut someone's ear off, your Jesus picked it up and put it back. If he was in agreement with that violence, why did he see it and say, You go, Peter, you go, Peter? Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't live an ignorant life. Go into the world. Tell your neighbor, go into the world. <coughs> Amen. So now I want to give you a few keys for intimacy. It's my time. It's my time. I want to give you a few keys for intimacy, alright? The first, or there are laws actually. I have four laws here, excuse me. <coughs> the first law is the law of the Spirit. The first law is the law of the Spirit, alright? <coughs> the law of the Spirit. Say it with me. The law of the One more time. The law of the Let's start from Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Galatians chapter 4 verse 6. Am I teaching you well? Yes, sir. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Uh, Galatians 4 verse 6. The law of the Spirit. Many of us want to walk in, in intimacy with God. There are laws to that intimacy. The first of which is the law of the Spirit. Galatians 4 verse 6. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your heart. Crying about Father. You have to understand that you cannot desire God outside of the desire of the Holy Ghost inside you. It is the Spirit in you that will cry out for the Spirit outside. Alright? And I'll prove it to you from Scripture. I'll prove it to you from Scripture. There must be that depth. There must be that desire already existing from the Holy Ghost that you will allow to permeate through your being. Romans 5 verse 5 says this way The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By the Spirit. So you don't just get up and love God. Should I take it again? Yes, sir. Okay. Which part am I Galatians 4, verse 6. Okay. It says that, I'm reading it again. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba Father. It is the Holy Spirit that is inside you that cries for the God that is within the heavens. It's the Holy Spirit in you that will cry for God who is in heaven. You don't just get up and have a desire for God. So some of you can look at some of your friends and wonder why you know they are into this God thing so much. It's not self-generated. It's not because they fast and pray. It's because the Spirit of God in them has been given access to have that hunger, to have that desire. What what an analogy? Look at God. God is here. You can never crave for a food you've never tasted. As you are sitting here, if you've never had sushi, you can't be saying, hey, I'm craving for sushi. You don't like to us. You can only crave for something that your tongue has touched before. For you to crave for God, it must be that God in you who has touched that God before, that will cry out for him. So your hunger and your desire for God does not come from you. It comes from the spirit that lives inside of you. You guys understand what I'm saying? 
crying for you. It comes from the spirit that lives inside of you. Your constant work with the Holy Ghost will produce that hunger for God. You don't just get up and be hungry. I love God. I love you. Don't know. The Holy Spirit has allowed that. He has desired that. And you've given him access to call on that. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the driving force. Alright? The Holy Spirit is the driving force. The Holy Spirit is the driving force. He's the one who calls you to. He's the one who calls you to desire. So since we are talking about intimacy, we can do a lot of comparison with carnal sex. Alright? So, a man has got this way to ask for men here. <laughs> help me, Father, help me. So it, it's, it's purely medical. We are in a medical institution. It's purely medical. So, a man or a woman does not just wake up and start designing. There are hormones within you that begin to scare you on towards that desire. True or false? True or false? So, sometimes for a woman, that desire can come in excess during her time of the month. Because of some of the release that has occurred in her physical body. True or false? That Holy Spirit is, is that drive. The Holy Spirit in you is that drive. That, that, that quote-unquote hormonal drive for God. For intimacy. To be around God. It's the Spirit in you. And I'll prove it to you. <clears throat> so we've done Galatians 4 verse 6. Let's do Psalm 42 verse 7. Psalm 42 verse 7. Psalm 42 verse 7. Psalm 42 verse 7. The Bible says that deep calleth unto deep. Let me end it here. Deep calleth unto deep. Flesh calls unto flesh. Spirit calls unto spirit. It is the spirit in you that desires the spirit of God. It is the spirit in you that desires to walk with God. It is the spirit in you that desires to stand by God. That desires to be known by God. It is more natural for a man to sin than to walk in grace. You were, you, your, 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 your By reason of separation, okay, in the kingdom of God, it is what we see that we can model after, alright? It is what we see that we can model after. So, where you don't dwell, you will not have a certain level of consistency to model after. Are you with me? God is creating the heavens and the earth. He brings a separation between the earth and the heavens. And it's the only time in scripture, during the story of creation, where he does not say it is good. You check it. Everybody thinks God says every day is good. No. The day he brought separation between heaven and earth, he did not call it good. Because he knew the consequence that if we did not have something to constantly look at, to model after, we will miss road. Are you with me? So you look at scripture and you find that constantly God kept finding a way to permanently be with us, to show us the way. Until the person of the Holy Ghost came, that he cannot dwell inside us. We had Christ who was Emmanuel, who dwelt with us. And then we had God who would come and visit. The Bible said that the, the throne of the, the train of his glory filled the temple, uh, that the priest would no longer minister. All of those things were temporary stuff. He would come, he would go. He would come, he would go. He 
would come and would go. That we had Emmanuel who dwelt among the people, but he could not dwell within the people. That we have the Spirit of God who dwells inside us, crying our Father. It is his cry that is the deep, that calls on to the deep of God. Are you still with me? Do you understand? Are you sure? Are you sure? First Corinthians chapter number two, verse thirteen to fourteen. First Corinthians chapter number two, verse thirteen to fourteen. It's not our body. 
So now when you are fasting and you are in pain, you don't sit down and say, yes, I'm defeating my flesh. No. The flesh is a spiritual aspect of your body. It is the spiritual aspect of your body that desires the things of this world. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you sure? Are you here? Are you with me? It is your flesh. Your flesh. This is not your flesh. This is your body. Who made your body? God. Who made your body? Then how can it go against these orders? There must be something else that is marking that body. Which is the flesh. Which is a spiritual thing. So your fasting is not... It is not the pain you endure during fasting that makes it efficient. It is the work the fast is sent to do. Fasting is not just about not eating. It is about not eating. Every time God tells us to turn away from something, it is so that we turn to Him. Thank you for tuning in to the God Class Podcast. Also follow us on Instagram at h.s.ministries underscore and on Twitter at hsm underscore daily. Finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The God Class TV. God bless you and see you in our next episode.